Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for about, oh, just about 13 minutes or so. But even that much of time, even though it might sound like a little bit, it keeps us in God's Word, and thereby helps keep us focused on our relationship with God, on our souls, and helps us to have a more spiritual mindset to be able to deal with whatever the day throws at us. But being in God's Word is also vital to our faith, to help us to stay strong and even grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, we always encourage you to help other people in your life, people you know, probably some within your own family, who need to to change their focus in life. They need to pay attention to their faith and their relationship with God, to their souls. Help them by sharing these short studies with them. Help your family members, your friends, work associates, neighbors, everybody you can. Share these short studies with them. Help them get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make up your mind and start sharing today with everybody you can. We're going to finish our study talking about blind spots. Blind spots, those potential danger zones that are there in our lives that we don't really see most of the time. We're not focused on them, but they're there nonetheless. We talked about, by way of illustration, a car driving down the street and, well, about to change lanes, Looks in the the driver looks in the rear-view mirror, the side-view mirror, nothing there, nothing shows up, puts his blinker on, starts to veer over into the next lane, all of a sudden there's screeching tires, a blaring horn, and he quickly comes back into his own lane to avoid what could have become a disastrous, even a deadly accident maybe even involving a number of different cars in his proximity. You see, there was another car right there, right beside him, just a little bit farther back, that did not appear in either of his mirrors, but he was there all the time. But he was in his blind spot. That's happened to pretty much every one of us as we've driven for any amount of time, hardly. And we see it happening to other drivers who drive in, who start to veer into our lane in front of us when we're right there, but we're in their blind spot and they don't see us. How dangerous that is. But you see, again, I believe we all have blind spots in our lives. Potential problem areas that don't show up in our internal radar. We don't realize they're there or we don't think about them or we don't pay enough attention to see them. But they're there, right there in our lives. And we stumble into dangerous situations that we do not see because they're in our blind spots. We talked about King Solomon, who was the wisest man who had ever lived to that particular point and would live after his life by God's blessing. But as wise as he was, he had a blind spot. He loved foreign women who did not believe in God, and, well, he probably thought that, well, I can stay strong to God anyway. Maybe he even thought, you know, I can convert those people, those women. I can, I can lead them to God, to believe in God. But in his old age, they led him away from God. They led him to worship their idols rather than he leading them to worship God, the only true God. He had a blind spot. 
Now, I don't know, maybe it was sexual attraction, maybe it was, maybe it was the allurement of physical beauty on their part, but he married a thousand wives, a thousand wives. Now, that also could have played to his, well, maybe he had become arrogant. Even though he had, be, he had been humble to begin with when he first was enthroned on the, on the throne of Israel, when God blessed him with that position, and he said, I'm like a little child. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be a good king. Please give me wisdom so that I can be a good king and lead my people in righteousness before you. And God blessed him so. But in his older years, maybe he became more arrogant because the way people thought in that culture of that day and that part of the world, the more wives a king had, the more majestic he was, the more mighty he was, the more respected he was. Maybe his arrogance took over. Whatever it was, he had a blind spot for sure regarding all of those foreign idol-worshiping women. Peter, we talked about, he thought he was very strong. He would never deny his Lord. He would never turn away from him. He would die for him if necessary. But when Jesus was being run through a series of mock hearings the night of his betrayal. The next day he would be on the cross. When Peter felt his physical life, his personal physical life might be in jeopardy, he denied Jesus three times in one night. He had a blind spot. He feared for his own life. Oh, he talked a good game just a few hours before. He told his Lord, I'll die for you if necessary. Jesus said, you're going to deny me three times before morning. And Peter did. He had a blind spot. Well, what are your blind spots? We've talked about a few of them as possibilities. Is poor dedication, poor Christian dedication and commitment, is that a blind spot for you? Do you have misplaced priorities that, well, they compromise your dedication to Christ? Do you have a poor history of scheduling your time so that uh, you continually miss Bible classes, church services, worship services? Do you make a lot of excuses for your, well, your inconsistency spiritually? Might be a blind spot for you. Could your blind spot be a lack of knowledge of God's word because you do not diligently take on the task and the responsibility of studying his word on a consistent basis. God has given us his word to guide us in righteousness, in faithfulness, in dedication, in Christian living. Do you read his word as much as you should? Is that your blind spot? You just don't know how to be diligently dedicated in an active way on a consistent basis because you haven't read about it enough. You don't study about it enough. You don't put yourself into it enough. What about greed? Are you caught up in material and physical things of this world, this world wanting more and more, and so, so completely focused on them that, that keeps your focus less than what it should be on walking with God and serving your Lord and Savior? Is greed, is material possessions, materialism, 
the things of this word, money of this world, money and what money can buy is is that your blind spot? In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said in Matthew chapter six, beginning with verse nineteen, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves do not uh, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consume, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You see, if your main focus is on money and the things money can buy, that will become the most important thing in your life. And that will put God and Christ in at least second place in your life, if not pushed back even farther than that. John the Apostle wrote in 1 John chapter 2, beginning with verse 15, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Oh, remember where your real treasure should be. And is a misfocus on the most important things in your life, is that a blind spot for you? What about, could your blind spot be ungodly misuse of your tongue in the form of gossip or backbiting or tail-bearing or stirring up strife or lying. In Proverbs chapter 6, beginning with verse 16, the wise man wrote this, These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. Now this is strong language. Things God hates, things that are an abomination to him. Notice how many of them have to do with the misuse, the ungodly misuse of the tongue. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Oh, we need to remember God's warning. We need to watch out for our blind spots. Before we know it, we can be right in the middle of those danger zones. Well, what about temper? Anger. Uncontrolled anger and emotions. Is that a blind spot for you? Or maybe overemphasis on recreation? On laziness, on alcohol, on drugs, on sexual immorality, or, and the list could go on and on, all kinds of ungodly, sinful lifestyles? Can those be blind spots for you? Immorality of various sorts, including sexual immorality. In, Je- in Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 19, the Apostle Paul wrote, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, 
selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, we're talking about basically sin, sinful lifestyle, sinful ways. Are those your blind spots? Any of those? Any combination of those? Are those blind spots to you? Danger zones that you don't even recognize as being there until all of a sudden you're involved in them? The Apostle Paul wrote in the Philippians letter in chapter 4, beginning with verse 8, how to guard against that. He said, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. You see, if we're focused, if we're focused diligently and consistently on God's ways, on serving him, on living by his teachings, well, there won't be room for the sinfulness in our lives. If we're staying in the lane spiritually, so to speak, that we should be in, we're not going to go into the danger zones. We're not going to veer into a blind spot. James said in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. As long as we're walking with God, we're not in the danger zones. And as long as we're walking with God consistently and faithfully and obediently, well, we won't go into the blind spots that may be disastrous for us, for our souls. We want to help you. We want to help you stay out of the danger zones. We want to help you overcome your blind spots. Go to our website at churchofchristchurchofchrist.com. Click on the email link and contact us. Or you can call us at 402 498 8397. We'd love to help you with Bible study. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to talk with you about your blind spots and help you overcome them. We hope to hear from you soon. Let's pray. Father, please help us to stand strong against the devil, leading us into our blind spots, leading us into the danger zones in our lives. Help us to recognize those danger zones, those blind spots, and to stand strong against them. Please protect us and strengthen us. Please, Father, we pray. Guide us, help us to be the followers of you and your Son that you want us to be. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.